Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we're rapidly making our way toward uh, the conclusion. Uh, I might even add the dramatic conclusion of the book of 2 Chronicles. And so what I have done, we're going to look at four chapters today, and then we're going to take uh, two days to look at the final four chapters, two chapters on each day, because there's a great deal that uh, I want you to see. But today, uh, chapters 29, uh, 30, uh, 31, 32, four chapters, and our focus will come from uh, the first 11 verses of chapter 29. Uh, basically, two things are going to go on uh, in these chapters. We're going to see uh, the, uh, the reign of King Hezekiah, and so he's going to be, uh, he's going to rule uh, through the course of these uh, four chapters. Uh, he is going to, uh, to do what's right, uh, verse uh, 2 of chapter 29, do it right in the eyes of the Lord according to all that David did, according to the pattern uh, of King uh, David. And so uh, he is going to cleanse the temple. He's going to reestablish, reorder uh, worship there uh, within the, the temple uh, precincts. He's going to reestablish uh, the, the lapsed uh, festivals, namely the, the Passover, organize uh, the priest. Uh, there. Uh, he is also going to uh, uh, lead the nation uh, when the uh, uh, the king of Assyria, uh, Sennacherib, remember he is the king uh, or that is the nation that brought about the demise of the northern kingdom. They are now threatening, threatening Judah. And in the midst of, of that overwhelming threat, Hezekiah calls upon the nation and chapter 32, verse 7, to be strong and courageous. Again, remind us of the words of, of Joshua. They prepared to enter the promised land. And so do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of Assyria. Again, the Lord is with us. And so what a, what a great testimony. Uh, what a, a faithful king. And, and ultimately, uh, the Lord is going to deliver uh, uh, Jerusalem at that time and preserve uh, the nation. And so uh, let's go back uh, to chapter 29, look at uh, those first 11 verses. Hezekiah began to reign when he was 25 years old, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah and the daughter of Zechariah. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord according to all that David his father had done. In the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. He brought in the priests and the Levites and assembled them in the square on the east and said to them, Hear me, Levites, now consecrate yourselves and consecrate the house of the Lord, uh, the God of your fathers, and carry out the filth from the holy place. For our fathers have been unfaithful, and you have done what was evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They have forsaken him and have turned away their faces from the habitation of the Lord and turned their backs. They also short, shut the doors of the vestibule and put out the lamps and have not burned incense or offered burnt offerings in the holy place to the God of Israel. Therefore the wrath of the Lord came upon Judah and Jerusalem, and he has made them an object of horror, of, ast of astonishment, of hissing, as you see with your own eyes. For behold, our fathers have fallen by the sword, and our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity uh, for this. And now it is in my heart to make covenant, a covenant with the Lord, the God of Israel, in order that his fierce anger may turn away from us. My sons, do not be negligent, for the Lord has chosen you to stand in his presence, to minister to him, and to be his ministers, and make offerings to him. And so uh, the uh, city had... Uh, 
fallen in disrepair. Uh, the religious practice of the people uh, had, uh, uh, had declined. Uh, the, uh, uh, the obedience to God uh, was in decline. And so Hezekiah uh, steps to the fore and calls for a restoration of appropriate uh, worship calls upon the Levites to rededicate themselves uh, to the service of the Lord. Uh, he confesses the sins of those that had gone before him, of their uh, forefathers, you know, says that they had been unfaithful, and reminds them that they had fallen by the sword because of their unfaithfulness, because of the faithfulness of God to punish when they rebelled. And so he, it is in his heart to reestablish uh, the right relationship, the right practice before God, and that his desire, is to, is this judgment, this fierce anger from the Lord would be turned away. And so uh, once again we see uh, what is a, a glimmer of, of hope. It is really ultimately short-lived while he had a, a reasonably long uh, reign, uh, we're going to see in these final uh, four chapters of the book that the nation declines ultimately and finally into deep apostasy that is never uh, never going to be remedied apart from this uh, uh, looming uh, captivity in, in Babylon. And so uh, uh, as we have said all along, uh, it's really not an, the overall picture is not particularly uh, pretty. Uh, yes, indeed, you have a few good kings, but the overall trajectory of the nation is toward this apostasy. Uh, at times, uh, the apostasy is opposed by the kings, but uh, all too frequently it is actually fueled uh, by uh, these kings. And so, once again, a reminder of the faithfulness of God uh, the necessity of a, a new covenant, and again, the inadequacy of these kings. And so I pray that all of this would be a blessing to your day. I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.